Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to a bonus episode of What We Said. TGIF. Happy Friday. Hope you guys are having a great start to your weekend. We're excited because we are switching up this bonus episode and we have a special guest. Her name is Ariel Laurie. And she is so like knowledgeable about mm-hmm. like beauty, health, fitness, wellness. She's the one who I mentioned in a YouTube video. She like walks 12,000 steps a day and said it's like been game changing for her. And I just like her content. She shares on TikTok like how she makes her healthy matcha latte, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That is just really great. And she's also super open about like plastic surgery and Botox and fillers. So we asked her some of those questions. Basically, you guys wrote in and we answered a bunch of your questions and we kind of went all over the place in this episode and I think you guys will really love it. I need to get her recipe books. She has two, I think. She shares recipes on her Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, anyways, we're going to jump right into the episode. So here's Ariel. Okay. I see you have an aura ring on. Yes. I just got mine. I wear it on my middle finger. I don't know. They said you could do pointer or middle and Mm. I am like not comfortable with one on my um, pointer. Yeah. I feel like I'm curious your thoughts about it. I heard you talk about it on your podcast. I feel like it's really good for sleep. Mm-hmm. Although you said you feel like you don't sleep well, but then your ring is like, yeah, you slept great, right? Yeah. That's what happens to me too. Okay. It's so <laughs> weird. Like, mm, I don't know about that. And then the step thing, sometimes I'll walk like five miles and it will say that I walk 20,000 steps. And then other days I'll walk like 10 miles and it will say like 8,000. Like it just doesn't. Really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Because I was going to say, I do like it for counting steps and mm-hmm. sleep, which actually leads me to my next question because you always talk about how you walk. You try and walk 12,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. We need we need more info. <laughs> how is this possible? Like, how do yeah. you get get all your steps in? So I was working with a trainer. I still am, but I started working with him last fall and I went to him because I had kind of fallen off of like my fitness thing. I'd injured myself last summer and I was just like, I need someone to just tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very compliant by nature. So if you just make me do something, I'll do it. And I thought he was going to like have me doing all these kind of workouts. And he was like, okay, so you're just going to walk 12K steps. And I was like, I'm going to (laughs) what? Like, it just sounded so daunting. And the way that I figured out how to get it in is that I'll kind of like break it up. So I'll wake up and I'll walk my dog around the street. And then I have a treadmill. So I'll get on the treadmill and do work for like an hour or an hour and a half in the morning. 
And this is like all before 9 a.m., like before the day even starts. So I'm like getting back to emails and editing and doing things that I can do on my phone. And that's usually like around eight to 8,500K. Your face, you're like, oh, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then throughout the day, like I usually get four or five, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll walk my dog again in the afternoon. So it just kind of like adds up pretty quickly. The main bulk of it though is like if I can get an hour on the treadmill, just kind of walking. That's a good thing because I don't have a Mm -hmm. treadmill, but I feel like that's a great way to multitask and like, you know, kind of, yeah, get your steps in while you're actually doing something productive as well. Because I feel like some days, and maybe my aura ring's just lying to me, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. Because <laughs> yep, some days, that's it. <laughs> I'm like, I'll look at the the step count and it'll be so low. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But that being said, like those will be the days that I didn't even like go on a walk. You and I'm have like, wow. to be intentional about it. I feel like if you're just intentional about it, you can get so many more. But when the days that I don't, I, ch- I just have my phone and sometimes mm-hmm. that's, that's not very accurate. But I will be shocked at how few steps I've taken. I'm like, oh, I've just got off the couch and went to the kitchen and that's it. And I think it's important, though, to like obviously have that like balance, not to be cliche, but I will say the phone massively undercounts your steps. Yeah. Mm. So you have that going for you. (laughs) Because like, I mean, you don't even think about like getting up to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and going up or down and like just everything that you do during the day. My phone used to have me at like four or 5,000 steps a day. And I was like, wow, I am a degenerate. Like I suck at life. And then I got the aura and it was like 15,000 a day. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I was saying like, even though it's just walking, I'm putting quotes up. I feel like if you intentionally go on a walk or even two walks a day, that's thousands more steps than you would have taken. And Mm -hmm. that has to count for something in the long run. You know, like thousands of steps over time Mm -hmm. adding up, like that's got to be doing something, even though it seems like you're not working out or you know what I mean? It Mm -hmm. seems so easy to walk, I feel like. But yeah, I've seen a huge just shift in my mood when I like go on walks too. It's so good for mood. It's really helped me with my anxiety. And I think that like, for people who are listening, you don't have to focus on the number per se, but I think it's like you said, being intentional about it. So if you have a Zoom meeting that you can do on your phone or you have a phone meeting or you're like talking to a friend or whatever, just instead of doing it sitting on your couch or whatever, just go outside and walk around. And it's not about like getting a sweat in and putting on your workout outfit and doing all of that. It's just like the movement. So for me, it just kind of came at the right time because I was dealing with a lot of stuff and I was anxious And so it kind of helps like move all of that through my body. I love that. I feel like, I mean, especially if you work from home or if you have a job where you're sitting in an office, like you do have to just, yeah, be more intentional. I think that's a great idea to do it while you're on phone calls and stuff Mm -hmm. too, if you can. Yeah. And you know, like working on your phone, editing and like, or doing social media or whatever, like it can really burn you out. And I feel like doing it while you're walking and multitasking, something about it, like you can just kind of it for longer without Mm -hmm. getting that like totally like brain fry burnout feeling definitely you probably don't judge yourself for being lazy too when you're just like sitting on your phone on the couch for forever it's like okay i'm starting to feel (laughs) and the eyes (laughs) are starting to burn (laughs) yeah Yeah. um okay well we're gonna answer a bunch of just like advice questions that some of our listeners wrote in and i'm very excited because you are so like you're such a yeah like beauty wellness guru, I feel like. So I'm excited. Uh Uh-oh. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Lower your expectations, everybody. No, no, everyone. She's going to have great Oh, trust me. They get advice from us every month and we're like talking on things we know nothing about. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. We can just do every other one. Okay. Okay. Hey, girls. Love y'all on the podcast. I've noticed that both of y'all have glowing skin, and I was wondering your tips on how to have bright skin that makes you look awake. Like the Paris filter. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Any good products? I feel like my face always looks tired and droopy. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like... Um, so I just started getting Botox last year, and I didn't really understand what Botox was or how much of a difference it could make, but... This girl commented on my TikTok the other day. She's like, your skin looks so pretty. What's your secret? And I replied, Botox. Because I feel like, not that I'm giving you that advice, but I'm just saying from, I don't want to create an That's unrealistic expectation. Like I feel like Botox makes your skin look so smooth. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the secrets i think mm -hmm. um i would agree do you have good like skincare recommendations or like what's your routine right now like what do you do in the morning and night so, give us the rundown well it's funny because i just started a new routine so i feel like my skin is kind of like in that like shriveling up phase where like everything is starting to fall off mm. and like kind of raisin vibe <laughs> um but i went to see a new facialist and when it comes to skincare like again i kind of defer to the professionals. Like it's not really my forte. It's something that I don't know a lot about. I just do what people tell me to do. Although I will say for a while, I had kind of acne prone skin. It was very dull. And somebody who I was going to, a nurse practitioner said to stop using moisturizer. And that was like a game changer. And oh, everybody, uh -huh. yes. And I posted about it on TikTok and Instagram. And it was very controversial. I'm sure. Yeah. And you got all kinds of different schools of thought from like, you know, dermatologists and then um, just aesthetic providers and everybody in between. And everyone had a different opinion. But my girlfriend, Jen, who's a nurse practitioner at Dr. Ben Talley's office here, she was the one that told me to do that. And she said that actually for some people, if you're putting moisturizer on your skin, your skin loses the ability to kind of hydrate itself. And mm. so it gets that kind of like dull vibe and it can kind of like clog and enlarge your pores. And that's what it was doing for me. And so when I stopped using moisturizer and switched to like serum only, it was night and day. Really? Yeah. It That's was crazy. so interesting. Mm -hmm. My skin's I going through it. a weird phase right now too. And it's it's been post-surgery. Mm -hmm. I feel like my skin's been, especially, it's weird because it's like where I got the implant. But from everything I've read, people are like, it's not because of the implant. So I'm like, I always, my chin has been my problem area anyway for acne, any of it. So I don't know if it's just... I feel like post-surgical, I mean, first of all, like it's so much trauma to that area. Mm -hmm. Even when you start to feel better... I know for myself, when I went through surgeries, like I would feel better physically, but then these other symptoms would drag on for months. And I'd yeah. be like, why? Like we're over this. But yes. it takes a while for your body to get over it. And also I really think the anesthesia, like I always break out. I've lost hair. Mm. I've like had all kinds of weird reactions from anesthesia. So it could be that. Could be that too. or medication. Like, you yeah, know, all the so many things that go yeah. into it. I'm trying to be patient with it. I feel like it's getting better every day. Chelsea and I have the best snack recommendation for you guys, or you can have it as like a little breakfast too, or late night snack slash dinner. It's Catalina Crunch, you guys. This cereal is so good. So we've been getting the dark chocolate kind, and then I actually just got the mint chocolate chip kind from the store, which I should have just, you know, I should be using our what we said code, but um, I was grocery shopping and I saw it and I was like, ooh, I need that flavor too. If you're trying to eat better, Catalina Crunch Cereal has the crunch you crave without the empty carbs. It is delicious and most zero sugar food. You know, it doesn't taste super delicious, but Catalina Crunch really nailed it. So it's zero sugar, low carb, keto friendly, 
Plus, it packs a whopping 11 grams of plant-based protein and 9 grams of fiber per serving. It's really the whole package. We love to see it. I've been trying to up my protein intake as well, so this is great. They have a ton of flavors plus variety packs, so you can give a few or all of them a try. You can have it like normal cereal, obviously, where you just add in dairy or non-dairy milk and eat it as is, or you can even do, you know, a mix-in situation where you put it in like with fruit and yogurt. Yes, I've been having this like late at night when I want something a little bit sweet, but I've been on my note, like trying to reduce my added sugar, you know, that no sugar grind. And Catalina Crunch is perfect for that. It is delicious. I mixed the cinnamon toast with the chocolate at night and I got a nice little cinnamon chocolate, nice little mix. So you can taste for yourself why over 10,000 customers rate Catalina Crunch five stars. Just go to CatalinaCrunch.com slash what we said for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That's CatalinaCrunch.com slash what we said. If you're not sure which flavor to start with, you can try the variety pack and check out their delicious cookies and snack mixes while you're at it. That's CatalinaCrunch.com slash what we said for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Go see why Catalina Crunch cereal is the fastest growing cereal brand in America. Our next partner has a product that I have been using almost every single day, you guys. It's Athletic Greens. If you follow me on YouTube, I showed it in one of my last videos too because I was having it in the morning and I took it on my way to go get my extensions out. So anyway, Athletic Greens is such a great company. Basically, it's this scoop of greens powder that you add to water. I think you can also maybe add it to a smoothie or something, but it's it's honestly, it just tastes like very mild and tropical. It doesn't taste like a straight up vegetable because I'm not down for that. That's not how I want to start my morning, you know? But it almost has this taste that I really like now. And I just put it in a little water bottle, shake it up and either take it with me on the go if I'm leaving, like if I'm walking, have it with me or just take it before I eat breakfast and stuff. So with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I think this is a really good way to start your whole day off right because, you know, as we say, an object in motion stays in motion. So once you're starting to do something healthy for yourself, you're just going to keep making good choices. And also it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than, you know, your cold brew or your latte habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So if you guys want to try it out, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash what we said. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash what we said to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What's your take on like as far as what you eat or hydrating like for your skin? Do you feel like that makes a difference for you? For sure. I think like definitely eating a lot of unprocessed food and hydration and all of the things. But I think for me personally, like it comes down to sleep. Mm. If I'm not sleeping well, like right now I haven't been sleeping well at all. 
the first place that I see it is my skin. I get that kind of like dehydrated, mm-hmm. like flat, like wrinkly, kind of just like shriveled up look. Whereas if I'm sleeping eight hours a night, it's like glowy, things are plump, lifted, all it's of that. It's true. And I feel like your eyes kind of play a big part into how yeah. your skin looks. It's like if your eyes look tired, your mm-hmm. skin's not going to look like glowy. But when yeah. your eyes are like awake, you get good sleep, you have the glowy mm-hmm. look. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. I feel like there's there's so much that goes into your skin aside from just what products you're using. It's like just all the internal stuff as yeah. well, that, mm-hmm. which makes it tricky because it's like, what's making my skin break out? What's making it look good? Like you never really know exactly what to pinpoint. But I think yeah. that was good. I will say every time I, I never use lotion on my skin. And I think people sometimes think that's weird because like a lot of people lotion like right out of the shower. But my I never have a problem with like dry skin on my like arms or like my legs are never dry or anything like that. And I swear, I'm always like, if I start doing lotion, I swear it'll start getting drier <laughs> because quicker. it'll start relying on it. Um, okay, next up. Oh, I've been thinking about getting Botox or some kind of filler for my forehead lines and maybe the smallest amount of lip filler, but I don't even know where to begin. How do I find a trustworthy doctor or esthetician? And I don't know any of the proper terminology and I know there's a million different kinds of Botox slash filler. Basically, what should I know before I book an appointment and what should I know before going into my first appointment? That's Love a you great all. question. I think a lot of people like, feel this way where they're interested they want to but they're like I don't even know where to begin Mm -hmm. what are your tips oh my gosh it's so hard so many people ask me this question like how do I find a good provider and I feel like now this is a big issue that you have with social media like people are just so misleading like different practitioners they'll use whatever celebrity is you know like Bella Hadid Kendall Jenner those are always the ones and they'll say like come and get the Botox brow lift and get the Bella Hadid eyes. And it's like, no, like there was more going on there, allegedly. Right. So I think it's very misleading. And I think it's hard for people like the person who asked the question who have no idea about any of this stuff and where to begin, like how to navigate that whole world. Right. Very difficult. I don't know. Like, I think my best advice for finding somebody would be to find somebody through word of mouth, like ask Mm -hmm. around, like ask your friends who have done it. And then when you do find somebody, definitely don't try to get any deals. Like don't try to save money when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Not on your face. No, No. that's a huge one. Like people are getting, you know, backyard Botox or whatever. And it's like, it's not dangerous, but it's also not harmless. Like, and if you don't go to the right person, there can be complications. Mm -hmm. So I would say find somebody who, you know, people who have gone to and or get references. So ask them if you can talk to people and also like see if they have pictures or before and afters that aren't on social media so that you can see that it hasn't been edited. Right. I think that's Mm -hmm. another thing that so many doctors do. And then any like provider would definitely explain this, but just the difference between Botox and filler. Like I think a lot of people kind of conflate them together and don't know the difference. Mm -hmm. So for forehead lines, for example, like filler wouldn't be appropriate because filler fills and then Botox can lift a little bit and -hmm. like smooth things out. Right. And putting filler in your forehead can be dangerous, I think. Yeah. There is so much misinformation on social media and just Mm -hmm. people, like you said, editing comes into play. I I agree. And I think uh, this just came to my mind. I've seen some people that will go get lip filler and like their lips truly are like massive like they mm-hmm. have like the duck lip effect and some of those people that I've seen go to like I'm not educated enough to know if this is why but some of those people I've seen them tag like who they go to and it's like a random 
like esthetician, kind of someone who's not, who doesn't work at like a plastic surgeon's office mm-hmm. or something. Like a med spa. Yeah. yeah or so, I don't yeah. know, like something about it. I'm like, I feel like that wasn't the right move mm-hmm. for, again, touching your face. Like you want to go to someone who's very experienced and like knows what they're doing. And it is good to, yeah, get a reference or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. You want to see somebody's face in person, I feel like is the mm-hmm. best. And then ask them, where do where, you go? Where did you go? Yeah, yeah for sure. The best option. For sure. And always start small. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go in there and try to freeze your entire face or fill everything. Like, put three milliliters in your lips or whatever. Like, just yeah. start super small and then build on that because you never know how you're going to react, how you're going to like it. And I think, at least for me, because I, I still don't know that much about Botox. Like, I all I get is, like, a little bit of lip filler and some Botox in my forehead. And I've only gotten the Botox twice. Like, I, I just started. But both times that I've gone, I've kind of, because I trust the people that I'm going to, it's like, I tell them what I'm trying to target. And they're going to be knowledgeable and know, mm-hmm. you know, what, what to, to do. do. So, mm-hmm. for I feel like you don't have to know exactly how many units. Like, you just kind of go in and say, if you trust this person and you think they're really good at their job, that's the first step. But if you ask them, okay, because for me, I was like, I'm just trying to smooth out the lines on my forehead. That's like literally all I'm trying to mm-hmm. do. And she's like, okay, we can do this. And she gave me a few options. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think you have to be super knowledgeable necessarily. But yeah, but I like what you said about starting small too, because I can't remember who told me, but also, it was like, once you do something, like, let it have time to kind of settle and mm-hmm. even go down before you add more because that's when you can kind of lose sight of where you started from. Mm-hmm. And that's when it starts to be a little freaky where it's like, yeah. you know, where you get like the people, you know, worst case scenario that you see in Hollywood. But yeah. And I think that was the best advice I ever got. Like, whenever I had would feel a feeling, I'd get a little lip filler. and I'd be like, oh, I need more in my... I think it was maybe it was my mom. She'd be like, just wait for it to go all the way down. Yeah. And then you can add more. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't just keep going and going because you can always get more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if it feels urgent, pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a breather. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Okay. How to not feel guilty when you don't work out or eat as healthy when you're on your period? Well, <sighs> I think you answered your own question. You're on your period, girly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give yourself a break. Yeah. The period is, uh, I know everyone has different, like, you know, menstrual cycles and different feelings. I feel like, where did I hear? Maybe it was at my acupuncturist a while ago. Like, she is very holistic and stuff. And she was saying that during your period, like, it is good to settle down and not do super intense workouts and stuff and kind of just treat your body like, I don't know. I hate to say listen to your body, but kind of. It's like if you're just not feeling well, don't push it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any that's not necessary at Mm -hmm. all. I feel like now when I'm on my period, I just kind of give myself a break and I try and, you know, almost treat it as like, like eat warmer foods and just kind of comforting, comforting and treat it as it's not this like horrible time. It's just like, it's a different time in my cycle where I just need to be a little more chill because it feels better. I think mm-hmm. walks are great on your period mm-hmm. yeah, because it can definitely help with cramps, kind of gets your mind off of it, but you're not like pushing yourself and, you know, lifting weights and going crazy while mm-hmm. you're on it. But I think it helps in more ways than just. Definitely helps clear your mind. Yeah, for sure. People ask me about how to not feel guilty about not working out all the time. And I feel like I'm somebody who's been through like all the phases of that. I used to be like, go hard, never miss a Monday, like seven days a week, crazy. And I would feel so guilty if I missed a workout because I felt like if I stopped, 
my body would like blow up. I, I don't even know mm-hmm. what I thought. It was just like a terrifying feeling because I was working out for the wrong reasons. And I don't think it's wrong to have like a physical goal, but I think that the main reason should be how you feel. Mm-hmm. And so if you're on your period and you don't feel well, like just let yourself rest for a few days. I Because you'll feel better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like somebody just asked me something like this on my podcast. So it's kind of fresh in my mind. But last summer I hurt myself and I like couldn't walk. I was immobile for months, couldn't work out anything. And at the time I was like having some of those thoughts like, oh my God, I feel so guilty because I can't work out. So maybe I'll try to walk, but then I'm going to hurt myself more. And Mm -hmm. like that kind of internal struggle. And when I look back now, I'm like, I don't remember what my body looked like. I don't care what my body looked like at that time. I was like fluctuating, but who cares? And then like I picked it back up and I got back into it. And that was such like a lesson that, you know, we're so kind of focused in like the right now instead of looking at the big picture and big picture, like give your body a break for a few days to do its to thing recover. when you have your period. And that's going to be better for you in the long run anyway. Like Definitely. what is your like what's the what's the why for working out on your period? Like why not just take a couple of days? I think that's what should be Definitely. examined. I love that. I relate to that a lot. I've I feel like I've gone through multiple stages with with mm-hmm. working out. It's so weird. It's like it yeah. feels it's the same thing like on the surface working out, but I feel like it's different at different stages of my life. And I actually needed to hear that too because I'm postpartum. I'm like mm-hmm. 3 months and I've been saying this. I'm like I gave myself like an expectation of times of like, oh, I I don't have to work out like during this time and that's okay. But the expectation and the pressure and the why of like, now I have to bounce back, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. makes me feel some type of way about working out where it was like, it's just the expectation that creates that like bad relationship with it when Mm -hmm. I could just be easy on myself. And exactly like you said, like, I probably won't look back on this time and be like, dang, I should have looked better like <laughs> two months after I had a baby. You know, it's like I, I won't care at guarantee all. guarantee in like six months, even a year, you're going to look back and not even remember like or care yeah. what your body looked like. Exactly. You just won't. And also when you look at like photos of high school or a time when I always see people on like TikTok or Instagram say this, like I thought I was like fat at that mm-hmm. point. And then they look back <laughs> and they're like, I wish I was that like right yeah. now. It's and so you just true. always, you, you know. And even like not to keep going on it, but I look back when I was in that like hardcore phase of working out and I look at my body now and I'm like, Jesus, I didn't look good. I was like scary. And mm-hmm. at the time it was not enough. So yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. so weird. That's it's like such, such a, a common, mind trip. All of this is like, I feel like every girl in the world has felt like this at some point where mm-hmm. whether it's whatever it is, like you feel a certain way, a certain type of way about your body. And then you look back and you're like, feel the opposite mm-hmm. or you're like, wait, I was really small. Like I'm just, it's so trippy how yeah. much like yeah. weight we put in it too. More of feel- the story, just love yourself as yeah. Yeah. you are today. Yeah. I was going to say like the more you focus on it, the more things you're going to find to nitpick. Whereas if you just like step back, it's like acceptance. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> a little bit more peace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi, lovely ladies. I am in my mid-20s and finding it hard to balance my diet. I get cravings for all sorts of junky, unhealthy food all the time. It's hard meal planning for the week because you just never know what you're going to have a taste for. I love to cook, but after a work day, it's exhausting trying to put together a meal. Whenever I end up ordering out or indulging, I just feel like I'm sluggish and not energized. I want to balance the cravings with healthy eating habits, but it's so hard to find good, healthy recipes. Do you have any tips for balancing a clean diet? finding healthy recipes, and killing cravings. 
<gasps> That's a great question. Girl, when you find the answer, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Follow my Instagram. No, I'm mm-hmm. kidding. <laughs> Literally. No, you do have great recipes and Thank stuff. You. Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, that's like something that I've been through all the phases with, like from restricting so many foods and trying to like meal prep everything and having all of my food planned out for the week and counting macros and like really trying to kind of force myself into this box Mm -hmm. with it. And now, like for me, at least personally, I just find that being prepared is key for me, but not like down to the minutiae. Yeah. So it's like I'll have my oats and like my berries and whatever for the morning because that's I'm going to make my protein oats every morning and then I like to cook a bunch of fresh veggies and stuff that will last like maybe a couple days and maybe some like brown rice pasta and just have that and then I can cook like salmon or chicken or whatever daily Mm -hmm. um, or prep that a little bit if you want but just having a lot of healthy stuff on hand makes it so that I'm not like I don't know, post-mating, like whatever, terrible at two o'clock in the afternoon because I'm hangry. Exactly. Yeah. Making it easier for yourself. Yeah. And I also think like not restricting, even though it can be hard to find that balance, like restricting for me at least always led to overcompensating, like no matter what. And I heard, actually, I had somebody on my podcast who wrote the book on intuitive eating, like wrote it like 30 years ago before it was a thing. And she said that like restricting is always going to give you this compensatory response because it's like if you are underwater and you're holding your breath and you come up, you're going to gasp for air. And it's kind of the mm. same thing with food. So I I really believe in like everything in moderation. So I eat dessert every night. Yeah. And other than that, just like, yeah, having a lot of healthy stuff on hand, was- like Yes, I was going to say having healthy snacks on Mm -hmm. hand even because the worst thing, at least for me personally, is to get to that point of hangry where Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't care what I'm going to eat a literal whole bag of chips Mm because I'm starving and I have nothing else. But it's like having healthy food on hand that's quick, that's already prepared or whether it's, you know, carrots and hummus, like just quick things that are healthy and also going to like satisfy you, I feel like is key for me. It's the absolute worst for me when I have like no groceries and all I have is legitimately like a bag of potato chips and like well yes. this is my lunch like I'm yeah. starving and yeah that was me just... the other day I had like three bars I was like wow <laughs> so it's like the end of the day I felt absolutely terrible yeah. yes <laughs> yeah. yeah it's all about like preparing a little more mm-hmm. let's talk about hair for a second okay I was born with very fine hair and um, I got that from my mother and my mother recently asked me like do you know of anything that can help my hair grow, you know, it's kind of thinning out a little bit. And I was like, I actually do have something for you. And it's called Nutrafol. And this is actually amazing for me as well, because not only did I start out with thinning hair, but now I'm postpartum, which also makes your hair fall out. So Nutrafol has been coming in clutch. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. You know that TikTok trend that people have been doing where they show their the back of their scalp? Yep, girlies, you need Nutrafol, okay? Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. We love to see it. 3,000 plus top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com 
com and entering the promo code what we said to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it is only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code what we said. We're going to jump into an ad really quick to talk about Warby Parker. I'm sure you guys have heard about Warby Parker, but if you have not, Warby Parker is a company who offers eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exam, and contact lenses. So I've said this before, but I always go with my mom when it's that time of year or every like five years maybe that she has to go and get new frames. And it's quite the process. You know, it can be very tricky to pick the right frame that fits your face, that looks good, and it takes time. And Warby Parker is helping with that whole process. And also they have like blue light filtering glasses and sunglasses too. So it's not just for, you know, our prescription. Yeah. It's also for your, you know, you 2020 girls out there too. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores. Glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. So you can try Warby Parker's free home try on program. You order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. So try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash what we said. I feel like trying on multiple pair of glasses is key because everyone has, you know, different face shapes. So this is an awesome situation because you can order different pairs, see which ones you like the look of. If you need to renew your prescription, they have a virtual vision test that lets you renew it from your home on your iPhone for just $15. You can download the Warby Parker virtual vision test app to see if you are eligible. And if you prefer shopping in stores, Warby Parker also has retail locations throughout the U.S. I actually saw one the other day at the mall. And you can find your nearest store at warbyparker.com slash what we said. And like Chelsea said, they have blue light filtering lenses, which I love. I wear blue light glasses when I work on my computer and, you know, they're cute as well, which we love to see. So try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash what we said. Go check it out. Okay. Hi, ladies. I love your podcast and aspire to be like you guys. Lately, I've been struggling with self-esteem, comparing myself to others on social media, and I was wondering your best advice for building your self-esteem up and how to not constantly compare yourself to what other people are posting and staying true to yourself. Hopefully, this makes sense. Love you both. Definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's so different at different times. Well, at least for me, like speaking for myself, it's so different at different times in my life and also on different moods. Like I can go on social media when I am feeling super, you know, confident. It doesn't bother me at all. And I'm happy for other people, you know. And then if I'm in a bad mood and I'm already going into it, shooting on myself, basically, like I already am, have different expectations for how I should look or how I should be or like where I should be in my life, whatever. Then when I go on social media, it's like Only a makes nightmare. It worse. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I notice everything about other people. I notice I judge other people more when I do that. But I don't know. I think kind of goes back to what we were talking about, like acceptance, even though it's kind of hard to like tell someone just accept yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's lots of steps that go into that. But what are your thoughts on that? I feel like being your own best friend, like I talk about that a lot and like kind of coming to know yourself more and like what you enjoy. That brings me a lot of confidence because then I feel like I'm living my own life and not looking outward all the time. Like, well, what do they do? What do they eat? Like, you know, what do they do for fun? It's like when I really just reflect and I like spend more time off my phone and more time just with myself and with my own thoughts. And I realize like, 
oh, this is what I like to do. Like even recently I was thinking how I in the morning like love listening to music that's literally like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. Like it just makes me so happy. And I'll be like making my chai latte and like mm-hmm. kind of just like dancing around in my kitchen. And I'm like, this for me, and maybe it's just the stage of life. And like, this is my version of literally a mindful morning routine. Like it is like pumps me up, makes me feel so happy and good. And I think like I've gotten so lost. I mean, I'm speaking from experience. Like I feel like I have just looked outward so much and be like, okay, I need to do the meditation and then I need to do stretching. And I'm sure that that stuff is really good and could probably benefit me. But it just feels better to kind of like look inward and be like, what do I like? Like I mm-hmm. love to just like dance when I'm getting ready in the morning and listening to music that you know, and maybe that's other people's nightmare. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's like so stressful. But to me, it's fun. And I think just finding your own sense of individuality and like what you like to do will hopefully, again, I'm just speaking for myself, like bring more confidence Mm -hmm. and make you compare yourself a little less. Yes. I love all of that. And I totally agree. And I think that like something that you both kind of said was like the more engaged you are in your own life, the less you're going to care about what other people are doing. But with the comparison piece, like, and you guys probably know this from, you know, working on social media, like what you see on social media is not real a lot of the time. And so much of it is like, I don't know, it's just, I I feel like I've gotten this perspective lately um, because I've been going through something super, super hard and I still have to post and like be on there. And I'm like, people have no idea like what's actually happening. And I'm sure people are comparing themselves to me. And I'm like, it's just, you just can't. Like I always say, you can't compare your insides to other people's outsides. And that's what we're all doing on social media. We see somebody and all that we see is the external picture. And we make up a story about that and we compare ourselves and our lives to that. And it's like, you cannot make that comparison. It's not a fair comparison yeah. at all. It's no, so true. I completely agree. I really love that. I think it's so true. And and people are always going to, like, I don't necessarily think that people owe us anything on social media. It's mm-hmm. like, I really think they should share what they want. I think that's the point of social media is you're going to share your pretty moments, your happy moments. You can share your bad moments too if you want, but I don't necessarily think it's completely um, mandatory or something. Like, I'm not one of those people who who believe that but it is good to just know that yeah, you have and, to and know that's to what it is reiterate mm-hmm. that in your mind because to me I'm like that's kind of the point of social media is to go on and feel inspired and happy and see these good moments but when you are in a like bad place that can really affect you and start to mm-hmm. make you compare yourself and stuff so it just has to you have to be a little more like well again for me I have to be more self-aware and be like I'm not feeling good, so I'm not going to go on social media and see everyone living the the mm-hmm. best, you know, their best yeah. life when I feel like I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love that. And then mute everybody. Yes. Yeah. And then mute, the mute button. <laughs> mm-hmm. When someone leaves a negative comment, do you ignore or clap back? Oh, so I used to kind of clap back, but I would also try to like come up with the most articulate like thing to try to persuade them to seem <laughs> to like own them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, you're an idiot. Like make them feel like stupid. And then I went through the clap back and now I either ignore or I block. Like I will block so fucking fast <laughs> because I just don't like I just don't care. Like just not on my page. Just go away. No, I, I have started getting like a little too reckless with like my blocking. block happy. <laughs> yes, because I will block people if they say something that just annoys me and I just know it's passive aggressive. I'm like, I'm sorry. You didn't say anything absolutely hateful and horrible, but I know the type of person you are. You don't get my humor. 
you've made multiple comments where you just don't get me. You're getting blocked. I'm sorry. I don't want you on my page. Like, it's too annoying. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the older I get, the more. Oh, I mean, I have my moments where I do want to reply. But I feel like the older I get, the more comfortable I am just like deleting and blocking and being like, whatever. It's not worth the Mm -hmm. it's not worth the energy. Because any response to somebody who's trying to troll you is a win for them. Exactly. Period. Exactly. My dad was telling me about that. He He was telling me that. Like, people get addicted to the response. Mm-hmm. No matter what you respond, like, the, they literally are addicted to being a troll. So yeah. do not feed their addiction. Yeah, <sighs> and it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's almost trendy now. Like, people will make snarky comments mm-hmm. to get their comment pinned and get likes on yep. the comment on TikTok and all of this stuff. And, yeah, it's just like, no. No. I just don't. It I also know. makes me <laughs> happy to block if someone's truly being, like, so annoying because it is very, like, unless they have you know, a million accounts, it's actually very annoying for them now to like find your stuff again and mm-hmm. and and comment again. Like it makes their life way more difficult because they can't find you on that account anymore. Mm-hmm. So they have to, even if they have other accounts, okay, you're if you comment something on that one, I will block that one as well. Mm-hmm. And eventually you're not going to be able to see or engage with my stuff at all. And that's, it's just, I think it's the best response is what I'm saying. Cause it just literally nips it in the bud. Like there's nothing they can do. Yeah. And I feel like they probably, well, maybe not, but sometimes I feel like people will leave a comment and I'll just let it sit there. And then I'm like, I bet they feel like an idiot right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially if no one else engages, that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Yes. And like, then they delete it they like get later absolutely on. absolutely no attention. <laughs> yeah. That's the best we, when they delete it. It's yes. Like, oh, we like love you feel like such it. a dummy, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last one. So I just got married and I'm currently on my honeymoon in Mexico and listening to what we said on repeat laying by the pool. I love you guys, but that my sounds good right now. Yeah. We're all sweltering. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a great vibe. But my newly husband, my newly husband, okay, yeah, they just got married, has been talking she a lot from newly. Yeah, <laughs> has been talking a lot about how small my boobs are. We've awesome. talked about them in the past because they are seriously so small. I'm a 34 double <laughs> A. He wants me to get a boob job and I've even been interested in one, but I feel like I've been insecure about them my whole life. I'm 23 and I've just started to love them and feel comfortable with them. Should I still get the boob job? Wait a few years, wait until after kids, not even get it. Thoughts? Wait, annulment. Annulment. (laughs) (laughs) Should I get a boob job? No, you should get an annulment. (laughs) Run. (laughs) Wait, a 34 double A, I have a serious question. Is that mean like- Smaller than an A? Yeah, is it smaller than an A or like bigger than an A? Double A is smaller than an A. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang girl, those are so <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I don't like that this man is talking about this with you at all. Like Brian's I, dying. Brian's going. <laughs> this is this is coming from someone with A cups, so I feel that I can speak on this. Like, I would be so upset if my husband was saying that about me because I mean, from my personal experience, like obviously life is nothing but supportive and like love, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I can't even imagine like him saying something like that, but I feel like it would just add to the insecurity so much more if like this man that you're in love with is like, yeah, Yeah. they're really small. You should get a boob job. Like immediately. No, I just, that's really, that's, it's one thing if you're like, bothering me a lot. I have small boobs and I really want a boob job and you're like, persistent to him that you want it and he's like supportive of that like yeah you you know I love you no matter what but if you want one go for it. it's your body but if he's telling you and you're like the idea no. wasn't in your head yet that's gonna have to be a no for me I mean I definitely <laughs> do not think you should get a boob job for your husband Mm-mm. no you should make this decision for you and no one else that being said like because I've always said I think I would get a boob job like in the future because I do have 
very small Tell boobs. Tell them to get a penis enlargement <laughs> and you guys can go in together. <laughs> we can chat then. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I've always said that I want one and it's, it's even like she's saying she's 23 and she's just starting to love them. Like I feel that way even about my own boobs where the older I get, the more I'm just like so okay with it. I don't even want a boob job. And I always say maybe after I have kids, I would. That's a maybe though. It's like not something I'm planning on for sure. So, I mean, my advice is like, maybe just wait a little bit. Like if, especially if you are very on the fence and you're like starting to feel comfortable about your body. No, you would feel resentful also. What if you didn't really like them? And then you're like, okay, I did this for you. I don't even like them. Like this is not a good Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. I'm trying to understand the dynamic because Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, that's like getting to me because I've had quite a few surgeries. And the first time I did anything, I was getting a nose job. This is like six years ago. And my husband was like, begging me not to. Mm -hmm. He's like, I love your face. Don't you please don't change anything about it. And then he got to the place where he was like, okay, it's your body. Like Mm -hmm. if this is what you want to do, I support you. And I remember actually when I came home, I had like black eyes look like I like got hit in the face with a door. And he was like, I can already tell it's going to be so beautiful. (laughs) And I was like, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Like I would just, oh my God. I had like the thing catching like the snotty blood coming out of my nose. We love to see it. But like anytime I've done a procedure, people are like, well, aren't you like pissed that your husband isn't supportive? And I'm like, well, he's supportive. He just doesn't want me to do it. And Mm -hmm. it's better than the alternative. Him being like, yes, get that fat transfer. Like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you need that so bad. I'd be like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, exactly. I feel the exact same way about my chin. Like, Leif was Mm -hmm. so hesitant. He's like, no, like, I love your face. And like now he's like, it looks really good. Like, it looks very natural. I really like it. But seriously, if he was like, yeah, get the chin, get the chin, I'd be like, all right, hold up. Maybe I'm not going to get it. I know. I, my husband's even like that about eyelash extensions. Like as small as it is, he's like, please don't go get them. I'm like, okay, just I think come guys off in two have weeks. This, like, yeah, they have this thing in their mind, like the image of like the cat mm-hmm. lady with like the crazy plastic surgery where if you're like, I'm going to go get Botox, exactly. like that's what they picture. Yes. Or like lash extensions. They just think that of this extreme. Of like a crazy. botched person. Yeah. Yeah. I would reevaluate what's going on there and I would definitely not... Here's the thing. We love you, girl. Okay. Yeah. We, we're not trying to we're annihilate you. We're not trying you. to, yeah, like upset you in any way. I just, we want the best for you. And I think you should do things for you, not mm-hmm. anyone else. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to get the boob job, we're in full support here at the What We Said podcast. But it should be because you want to, not because your husband says you need it. Okay. But have a good honeymoon. Yes. But enjoy <gasps> your honeymoon. She's on the honeymoon. Enjoy your honeymoon, girl. <laughs> enjoy Mexico. Um, <laughs> no, really, that does sound like a dream right now. Okay, well, that was it. Thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell everyone like your Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff so they can find you? Uh, Yes, my Instagram is Arielle Laurie. TikTok is the same. My podcast is The Blonde Files Podcast, and that's all linked on my Instagram and also at The Blonde Files Podcast Instagram. And I think that's it. That's everything. (laughs) Thank you so much. Make sure you guys are following our podcast Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. We love you so much. And... That's That's what what we said. said. Bye. Bye.